Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. I'm going to be talking about sibling room sharing today. We recently moved our girls in the same room and I'm going to talk all about what we did to make that transition go smoothly. But before we do, I wanted to read this quick review that says, my baby is six and a half weeks and slept six and a half hours last night. I feel like a new woman. Thank you, Sleep Fairy. (laughs) You are so welcome. I'm so glad that you're seeing results. I promise that if you start early, you will start seeing results and you will feel like a new woman again. There's nothing like that first long stretch of sleep after having a baby. Okay, let's talk about sibling room sharing. I'm going to share seven tips that made this transition go smoothly for us. Now, we've done this a few times. When my third baby was four months old, she shared with my five-year-old. So we have done a baby with an older kid, and now we have done, well, basically two toddlers. (laughs) My two-year-old is sleeping in the same room as my five-year-old, and it's gone shockingly better than we thought it would. We were like bracing ourselves (laughs) because our two-year-old, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that our two-year-old is a... um, free spirit. (laughs) She is one who can literally climb out of her crib with her sleep sack on and she has a crib tent so she can like jiggle the zipper enough to slip her little tiny finger out of it and unzip it and climb out. So we were just bracing ourselves for disaster but it's actually gone really well. So these are seven things that we have done to make it so that room sharing is easy and smooth for everybody. Everybody still gets sleep and we can put them to bed and not stress about it. So tip number one is to involve the toddler in the process. So when we moved our four-month-old in with our five-year-old, we talked to our five-year-old about the whole thing. We're like, hey, guess what? You are so lucky. You get to share a room with your baby sister. Now, where do you think we should put the crib? Where do you think the best place would be to put the crib? And should we get matching sheets? Do you both want pink sheets? And we just involved her in the process, so she felt like it was an exciting time for her to get to share a room with her baby sister. Now, when we moved my two-year-old in with my five-year-old, same thing. We asked my five-year-old, hey, you know how your best friend shares a room with her sister? What do you think about sharing a room with your sister? Do you think it'd be fun? Where should we put her dresser? Where should we put her crib? What drawers do you think that she should use in the dresser? If you guys are gonna share this dresser, maybe you could put your clothes in these drawers and her clothes could go in these drawers. And we just really involved her in the entire process so she felt like she was a big part of it. And I think that makes a big difference because if they've been having their own room up until this point, it kind of feels like somebody is taking over their space if you just throw a baby in their room without them knowing. So really have a conversation with them, talk to them about it, get them excited about it, and let them be a part of it. Okay, tip number two is to teach your baby how to sleep before you move them into somebody's room. So whether you are moving a three-month-old into a room or a two-year-old into the room, make sure that the baby or the youngest child involved knows how to sleep before you move them together. This will be so much easier because it's easier to sleep train your baby when they're on their own or when they're in your room. But if you're trying to sleep train a baby and you're constantly going in and out of the room when they're sharing with the toddler, it might interrupt the toddler's sleep. So I highly recommend teaching your baby how to sleep before you move them into a room. Now, obviously this time around, my daughter was two. 
She knew how to sleep from the very beginning, no big deal. But when I moved my four-month-old in with my five-year-old, we made sure that my four-month-old was sleeping 12 hours every single night before we made that transition so that she wouldn't interrupt her sleep, at least not all the time. Of course, babies are babies. Sometimes they're going to wake up in the night. They're going to go through regressions. It's not a big deal. But for the most part, make sure that your baby or your child knows how to sleep all night long before putting them in a room with somebody else. Okay, tip number three, use a sound machine. Now, this may seem obvious, but I have talked to parents who have moved kids together and then not used the sound machine because they're like, oh, the toddler isn't used to it or whatever, and then every little noise is waking each other up. So if you're not using a sound machine, highly recommend using a sound machine, especially if you're room sharing, because if one toddler is coughing or the baby starts sneezing or something happens in the middle of the night, this just makes it easier for both of them to sleep through each other's noises because as we all know people make noises in the night babies included toddlers included we all make noises so having that sound machine will just block that out and make it easier for them to sleep through each other's noises now with that being said sometimes the first night or two when they're in the same room they might wake up to each other's noises even with the sound machine because it's new but i promise you they will get used to each other's noises my daughter actually both of them This was like my biggest fear of putting them together. I'm like, but what if one of them throws up? And my friend was like, I've never even thought of that. And I'm like, what? It's my biggest fear. Well, sure enough, like two months into them room sharing, one of my daughters got the stomach flu at 3 a.m. And then a few days later, the other one got the stomach flu at 3 a.m. So it happened. But guess what? The other person slept through the entire thing both times. In both cases, the other person slept through it because they're just so used to having someone else in the room now that every little noise doesn't wake them up and the sound machine definitely helps. So use a sound machine if you're not already. Okay, tip number four, again, might seem obvious, but black out the room. If you have light coming through the room and they can see each other, they are so much more likely to play and giggle and laugh, which is super cute and everything until it's like 11 p.m. and they're still laughing and giggling and like not going to sleep because they can't stop playing. So blacking out the room makes it so they can't see each other so that they can both sleep really well. This also helps with early morning wakings. If one wakes up early, but it's dark, then they're more likely to go back to sleep. If they wake up early and they can see their little friend in there, they're going to be like, hey, wake up, and they'll wake each other up and start playing. So blacking out the room will also make it so both people sleep so much better. In fact, I recently shared on Instagram that my daughters, they have two windows in their room, and one of them was just letting so much light in. I didn't black it out because I'm like, whatever, they're older, not a big deal. Well, turns out it is a big deal because it was waking up my two-year-old at literally 5 a.m., And she would go up to the window and open the blinds and let all the light in and trying to wake up my other daughter. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this has to stop. So I finally blacked out their room and now she's sleeping better. And when she does wake up, if it's before her sister wakes up, she just comes out and quietly closes the door because it's still dark. So in her mind, she's like, oh, she's still sleeping. But if the light is coming in, she thinks it's time to party. So black out that room. Okay, tip number five. And this is probably the question I get asked the most when it comes to room sharing who do I put to bed first? Do I put them to bed at the same time? Do I put the baby to bed first? Do I put the toddler to bed first? What's the best way to do it? I highly recommend putting the baby to bed first. And here's why. If the baby is going to bed first, A, you can take that time while the baby is falling asleep 
to spend some quality one-on-one time with your toddler. You can play a game. You can read a book. Just spending, you know, 10 to 15 minutes together before bed makes such a difference in my toddlers. I feel like it helps them feel seen and heard and loved, and it just makes such a difference even in their behavior. So I put my baby to bed first, and then I spend that time with my toddler undivided attention until it's time for them to go to bed. Now, I don't always wait until my baby is completely asleep, but I at least give them time to wind down and slowly start to doze off to sleep. If your baby falls asleep right away, perfect. That'll be great. But if your baby takes a little bit longer to fall asleep, like my two-year-old does because she likes to sing and talk and whatever until she falls asleep, it's fine because she's more relaxed by the time my older daughter goes in there. So she's not quite as likely to start chatting and playing because she's already feeling tired because she's been in bed longer. So put the younger one to bed first, spend time with the toddler, and then you can talk to the toddler because they understand what's going on and let them know, hey, your baby sister is asleep. Let's tiptoe and go to bed super quietly so we don't wake her up. Whereas if you put the toddler to bed first, you might try to put the baby to bed and they start crying and they wake up the toddler. And honestly, it can just kind of be a disaster if that's the case. So put the baby to bed first, then the toddler. Okay, tip number six is to talk to the older sibling about what to do if the baby wakes up in the night. (laughs) Do you notice how a lot of these are having conversations with the toddler? Because your toddlers will understand so much more than you think they do. So have a conversation with your toddler and let them know, hey, your baby might wake up in the night. They might be a little bit sad sometimes and that's okay because they're just a baby and they're still learning how to sleep. So if you hear your baby wake up, don't worry mommy knows they're awake. I have the monitor. I can see them. I can hear them. And if they need help, I promise I will come help. But sometimes they might just cry for a minute and then go back to sleep on their own. So if you hear them, roll over and show them how to go back to sleep. So that's what I've told my older kids. And they are so good about it. Every time the baby makes a peep, they hurry and roll over and close their eyes really tight. And they go back to sleep because they really want to show their little brother or sister how good they are at sleeping. Okay. And the seventh and final tip is to bring your baby's sleep triggers when you move them into a new room. Anytime you're moving your baby to a new space, whether you're traveling, moving them in a new room, bringing these familiar sleep triggers will make it so much easier for your baby to learn how to fall asleep and stay asleep in this new environment. If you decide to move your baby to a new room, they're sharing a new room, they're in a new space, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, let's get them a new bed. Let's transition them out of a swaddle. Let's get a new sleep sack. All of these changes at once can make it harder for your baby to sleep, especially because the environment is different. So bring everything that you can that is familiar to them. Use the same sleep sack. Use the same swaddle you've been using. Use the same sound machine. Use the same sheet that they were using wherever they were sleeping before this. Use things that are familiar to them until they are comfortable in the new space. Once they've adjusted and they're sleeping totally fine in this new space, then you can start switching up the sleep triggers if you need to. But I highly recommend keeping as much as you can the same because this is going to be a little bit of a transition period for them. So if you can keep things the same, it'll make it so much faster and easier for them to learn to sleep in the new place. Okay, that is it. Those are my quick seven tips for you if you are going to be room sharing, if you're going to have kids that are going to be room sharing. Now, I know it can feel overwhelming. I know it can feel scary. I know it can feel daunting, but I promise you it's going to be okay. If you have taught your babies how to sleep, they are going to be able to sleep together in the same room, no problem. Like I said, I've done it with my kids. I grew up room sharing. 
so many people room share and everybody turns out fine. In fact, I think it's kind of fun. I think it's fun for them to room share and to learn to share and build that relationship with their new little roommate. So it'll go so much better than you think it will. I promise. Make the transition whenever you're ready and let me know how it goes. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me. I will see you next week. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleepfairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.